Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. This episode is brought to you by Progressive. Most of you aren't just listening right now. You're multitasking. But what if you could also be saving money by switching to Progressive? Drivers who save by switching save nearly $750 on average, and auto customers qualify for an average of seven discounts. So multitask right now. Get your quote now at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates national average 12-month savings of $744 by new customers surveyed who saved with Progressive between June 2022 and May 2023. Potential savings will vary. Discounts not available in all states and situations. Second down and 10. Four-man rush, shotgun snap, back to pass Mahomes, seven. Winds up, long pass, down the middle, he's got him! Over the shoulder, drop! A drop at the two by Marquez Valdez-Scantling. Off his gloves, incomplete. Third and 10, stunned silence at Arrowhead. Wow! Well, that was it. That was the moment. That was that. The moment. See you, Chiefs. Hello. Hello, Eagles. This is the first time I've actually worn wow. the awesome Kelly Green throwback that the Eagles sent me several weeks back, even though I freely admit I picked the Chiefs. I freely admit you kicked my ass. I freely admit wow. you swept me in the three games on which we disagreed. <laughs> that you. was something last night from the Eagles. That, that was. was resilient. Great defense. And just enough offense. And it all came down to making that big play when it mattered most. Eagles did. Yeah. Chiefs didn't. Yeah, no doubt. That's simple. Yeah. Game like that, November, Thanksgiving week, hard-fought battle. It comes down to one play made, one play not made. And that's it. That's it. The Chiefs make that play. We're talking about the Chiefs winning. Oh, I can't believe they did it. Now the Eagles would have had a chance to go down and tie it. I was thinking, oh, 24-20, we're going to have overtime. That's great. Chiefs still have a chance to cover. Let's go. But it wasn't to be. The Chiefs failed to make the play. Marquez Valdez-Scantling failed to make the catch. And that's that. Good morning. It's PFT Live. That's not that. We got two hours to talk about that game and everything else going on in the NFL here on Peacock, Sirius XM85, Sky Sports NFL, podcast wherever you get your podcast and Chris I'm trying to put in extra energy into my performance today because 
I woke up this morning and I felt like I'd been run over by a truck and a train <laughs> and a steamroller. Uh, I got nothing left. I am on fumes. I thought about drinking a Red Bull. I keep a wow. can of Red Bull wow. around right. in the event of emergency, and I almost thought about drinking it. I did think about drinking it. I looked at it. I said, it's too early in the morning to have a Red Bull. I would probably have a heart attack on the air, which would give us one hell of a viral Well, moment. you're allowed to be tired. You I, are, chose, you're, I chose not to. You're allowed to be tired. You, know, you do have a pretty hectic schedule. You've traveled a lot the last few days. We've worked, you know, we've worked hard. You've stayed up late. We've gotten up early. I'm sure you were up late last night kind of watching press, press conferences and interviews and whatever else. So it's okay. I like the jersey. It's very cool. Very... I, you know, I'm impressed by you know, just the maturity that you're showing and the fact that you picked the Chiefs and I did sweep you last weekend and here you are wearing the Eagles. Way to go. Yep. And, you know, I mean, you're allowed to be beat up. Ed, you do look tired today. Like, no joke. Like, you literally do. You like when you I saw you, I know. I am when tired. I saw you today, I was like, damn. He, he he looks like, you know, yeah, maybe you stayed up a little late. Like, you had one too many drinks. I don't know. I don't think that's what happened. No, but that's what I it didn't. looks like. No. <laughs> No, I stayed up too late, and and because I'm gone on Saturday and Sunday nights now. Yeah, the dog sleeps in bed. Uh, we know. Mommy. Don't we don't like a dollar bill on and, the bed, but the dog on the bed, that's fine. Yep, we got that. <laughs> and the dog has found a way to infiltrate the bed on other nights as well, including last night. And the dog sometimes gets off the bed. Now, the bed is fairly high, but the dog can jump up on the bed. The problem, though, is when the dog gets down, for some reason, maybe because she's a dog, the dog doesn't know how to get back on the bed. So the dog comes to the bed and starts pawing at the bed to wake one of us up to help the dog get back on the bed. And it consists of, and I feel like a trainer at a three-ring circus, I lead the dog back far enough so the dog realizes, oh, I need a running start to get up on the bed. But the dog never remembers that she needs a running start to get up on the bed. So every time the dog gets off the bed in the middle of the night, when I'm home, guess who gets to wake up to show the dog how to jump back on top of the damn bed? So I'm extra tired because in addition to the five hours of sleep I would have gotten if I didn't have to wake up three times to show the dog how to jump back up on the bed, I've got that whole, I was awake and then I had to fall back to sleep wedged into the five hours. Oh, well, you so got to stop that. You got to stop that. That that just can't go down. I mean, that, that as your friend, I, I I mean, I'll talk to Jill if you want. I'll do whatever you want. I'll back I'll you up. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go, damn, that's just not fair on a night like that. And I mean, at some point, Mike, at some point, okay, you know, you talk about coaches being tough and the quarterback's got to be a leader. Can you lead your damn bedroom at night, please? At some point, the dog just got to go, hey, hey, uh, Macy, you can't get on the bed. Screw off. See you later. Get out of here. Okay? Come on, man. Buck up, Bart. Let's go. What are you doing? You're running around in your house over there. <laughs> How long have you been married? <laughs> Nineteen. Not long enough. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Give it time. <laughs> yeah. Give it time. No, I know. Yeah. I'm. I'm starting to see yeah. that too. Yeah. It, it, I. I. Yeah. I am. I'm not far away from that. Right. Like I. I. I've got to get up in some Sunday nights, and even last night had to get up at one point. 
You know, I don't mind me. I'm only the person that's going to sleep for five hours tonight or three hours on a Sunday night. And my wife will, like last night, my son comes into bed. He tells his nose is stuffy. My wife acts like she can't move or do anything. So I'm like, okay, I guess I'll get up and help him out here a little bit. You know, so yeah, that's I, I guess I'm coming down that territory. His I nose is stuffy. Yeah, his nose is stuffy. I don't the know. The grandson of Phil Sims is complaining about a stuffy nose. Well, he, he couldn't sleep, so you know he wanted to breathe through his nose. Oh. It was bothering him, and that's what happens when you go outside and shoot basketballs. You know, at like you know <laughs> at, at ten o'clock at night, and it's thirty degrees here in the Northeast, and he's wearing a T-shirt. That's what happens. You get a stuffy nose. <laughs> I know why the nose is stuffy. The same COVID you gave me eight weeks ago is still floating around the house, and he got it again, and <laughs> no, that's what happened. No, that's out. We, uh, we right. cleaned it out. All right. All right. Let's get talking right. to this uh, game. Let's get talking let's get some to Kelly it. Green. Let's get to fly it, baby. Eagles fly, baby. Uh, well, and let's start with what we saw at the end and okay. the fact that it was a theme all night long, and it's been a theme all season long. That's right. We were we there got a week great one. quarterback. Dut- this is to paraphrase the notorious quote Patrick Mahomes cannot throw the ball and catch the ball too you can have the best quarterback in the world if he's putting it in guys hands and they're not catching it that's a problem now on the Marquez Valdez Scantling play I will say this I will say this number one he should have caught it but number two that's not an easy catch just because it hits your hands when you're running full speed and you have to lay out like that because it wasn't overthrown, but it was right at the outer limit of being on target. Yeah. You had to accelerate a little bit extra to get to it. He put an extra effort into it to get to it, and that extra effort prevented him from having the full focus necessary to haul it in. He still should have caught it. You're a professional athlete. It hit you in those gloves those gloves that sometimes get even tackier when it's wet. He should have caught it. But it was just a smidge, just a smidge close to the edge of being almost potentially overthrown. Just a little bit. It wasn't right in his hands in stride. He had to lunge. He had to lunge. Not make an excuse. Still should have caught it. But it wasn't right on like you're running full speed and here's the ball over the shoulder drops in your hands and you keep running he had to put that extra final push and dive forward and and that was you know other guys can make that catch Marquez Valdez Scantling can't I like the guys who can he can't and and that was that yeah uh, he's a speed guy drops have been an issue in his career Right, whether it was in Kansas City, they were it was a problem with the Green Bay Packers as well. There was it definitely showed up there. Right, Mahomes, I, I hear what you're saying. The throw, he was open enough to where he didn't have to stretch him out, maybe to that degree. But still, uh, you're making nine million dollars a year at wide receiver. Okay, yeah, the, yes, you got to bring that in. That ball is pretty close to perfect. All right, I know it's not easy. Uh, but that's what he does every day in practice, and that's his job. Yeah, that's one he's got to come down with. And to me, the other problem here, Mike, and if we show the replay of the catch one more time, guys, in the back, if you don't mind, um, Courtney and Kristen, you know, if you watch it, it'll be more on the second replay. He kind of, like, doesn't run through the ball. You'll see it here, too, where he kind of goes, wait, I'm just going to fall and make sure I catch it. 
instead of just going, wait, take the extra step and just run right through it. Like right here, he kind of going, I'm just going to fall to the ground and catch it instead of keep my legs and continue to run, right? So I feel like that affected him as well. But to your point, this has been an issue with the Kansas City Chiefs all, all year. It has, and we saw we were there week one against the Detroit Lions. Drops, they lead the NFL in drops, right? They lead the NFL in being bored moments during a football game. Whoa, they're dominating. They look like the best team in football. Then the next quarter, you go, Loaf. well, like Loaf. you say, yeah, they, they play with their food. I think about Playing your with their saying food. there all the time. They're the king of that as well. And the difference between them and the Eagles and I know I don't say this lightly because this is the Kansas City Chiefs who have been to the Super Bowl three times and won a lot of big moments, but even through this little mini dynasty run or whatever you want to call, the Chiefs have shown a propensity of knowing how to lose football games. As great as they are, that's what's amazing about them is you can go back three, four years ago, AFC Championship game against the Mangos a few years ago, losses last year, losses earlier this year where it's rare that a great team like that does know how to lose a game from time to time. And to me, that's the difference with you know Philadelphia. Philadelphia rarely loses a game. We saw them lose a game to the Jets this year. We saw them lose a game because of special teams and a Hurts fumble in the Super Bowl last year. That's why it was shocking. But other than that, you know, they don't beat themselves very often. And I think that was really the big side of the story that was you know kind of shocking. But Mike, I know we were texting a little, and I think you would agree here. And it, it sounded like anybody that was in the stadium yesterday would agree. Right? It, it, the game got to 17-14, and Joe Buck said, somehow it's 17-14, and the Eagles are only three points behind. Majority of the game, the better team on the field. And I was surprised by this. So I'm not trying to sit here and prop up the Chiefs. The better team, the more physical team on the field – was the Kansas City Chiefs and all the opportunities they had up 17-7 and they made mistakes even through that area of the game as well to never capitalize and go up by more. That was the big story of the game, I think, all in all. But, yeah, shocking the way the Chiefs lost, that's for sure. You're right. It was 17-7. It was like so many of the games we talk about where one more score is the dagger. 24-7 is the dagger. It's insurmountable at that point. But if you let a team hang around, any team in the NFL, if you let them hang around and you don't deliver the death blow and they feel like they've been outplayed and they finally, yeah. groping in the dark, find the switch Get a and positive, it, right. it changes everything. Right. Because then they pick up the momentum and the team that was winning all of a sudden is like, uh-oh, we got a problem here. And they're on their heels a little bit. They're not as aggressive as they were. They're not as dominant as they were. The Chiefs' defense lost a little something. We'll talk about how the Eagles ended up taking the lead. I want to go back to these drops, though. Yeah, okay. 26 so far this year. Right. 26, leading the league with drops. And we saw it on the final play, 4th and 25. I tweeted, where's oh, Freddie Mitchell come right on. now? Because remember, that was the notorious Andy Reid. Ball went right through his hands. In the playoffs, they converted and he had it. It reminded me of some of those plays in the Super Bowl that yeah. lost to the Buccaneers. I agree. Patrick Mahomes was doing everything he could, and I think the receivers were surprised that they, he was delivering the ball. They're like, whoa, it got in here? here. He <laughs> yeah. delivers it right. to Justin Watson between three guys. He has it in his hands, and he's not getting blown up. That's not Jack Tatum there dropping a helmet into his back. 
that's not a big hit that he's trying no, to that's standard, he did have. And it's funny. Standard catch. He had that play earlier. He had that play earlier, and I had a chance to impress my son. He had the play earlier where he short-armed it. And I said, oh, that's a little alligator arms, Alex. And two seconds later, Tariqman says, well, that's the classic case of alligator arms. And my son looked at me like, it's like, well, that's what that is. Yeah. And he had a little bit of that. On a third on down slant. The third insult. down slant over the middle. It's an, it's an insult to a receiver to say that, but that's what that's. It's yeah. an instinct that kicks in. Here comes the hit, and you get a little hesitant, and you pull your arms back a little bit. And there was, I don't know what was on that last, but the game's on the line. The game is on the line, and the ball is in your hands. And you're a professional. I'm sorry, and you see what's happening, and now it's raining, and the ball's wet. You catch it. You and, I, and it was. I know it was a missile. I know it was a missile, but no, we're going to say it about you got to catch Davis. that all day. Last Monday night, when yeah. it squirts through his hands and gets picked off, we got to say it about Justin Watson too. It's in your hands, Marquez Valdez Scanling. In your hands, Justin Watson. In your hands, it's in your hands on the most important play of the game, and you make that catch. You know they make that catch, and they're at the thirty-eight, and they get the kick in the ass that comes from converting that. They're going to score. They're going to score. It's just details as to how they score. If he makes that catch, yeah, I mean, it certainly would have been a huge, you know, momentum builder like you're talking about that you feel like, oh, that sways back to the Chiefs, right? Convert that fourth and 22. You know, the stadium's going to kind of feel electric. I would, I would agree with you. They definitely would have the Eagles on their heels in that situation, right? Uh, uh, but, but, you know, you're saying the right things. You know, we saw, hey, the Kansas City, Kansas City Denver game, it was Mahomes being sloppy. And throwing interceptions, and I know he was, you know, sick that day. Uh, with the Detroit game, you know, it was Kadarius Tony towards the end of the football game. Big moment drops like last night. It wasn't like oh, there was a drop in the middle of the second quarter on second and seven. It was like no, these are third down drops. These are fourth down drops. This is to win the game drops. You know, that's where it seemed like it was a little crazy last night is every time they had a drop or a miscue, it was in the biggest moments. And to your point, I know you said to start the show, you know, there's the there, there's another drop by Watson that, that would have made it, you know, third and short instead of third and long. There's the third and fourth slant that you were talking about with the alligator arms, right? There's Kelsey on third and two. We're going to get a first down. Of course, Kelsey fumbles in the red zone, right, as they're going in to score. That's, of course, another mistake. Mahomes throws a bad interception as they're going to score to a wide open receiver. They have another third down that Justin Watson runs a go route and decides to run inside seven yards for some reason. And you could see Andy Reid, he goes over and talks to him on the sideline. But it's been things like that kind of all year with this Kansas City offense. That's what's weird. As good as they were last year without Tyree Kill, and I will say it was Eric Bieniemy at offensive coordinator. This year, it's been you know moments of wanting more and what the hell is going on and how are they stalling out like this and making these mistakes and uh, we're not accustomed to it quite to to this capacity that what we've seen here a few times this year with Kansas City. Around any corner, within every battle, and with the dawn of each new day. The threat of the unexpected, the unpredictable, and the unrelenting lies in wait. But Marines will always be there. They are the constant in the chaos. No matter the battlefield, Marines adapt to win, defeating every shifting threat, protecting our nation's future. The few, the proud, 
the Marines. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand. Last year, it was almost as if they used Tyree Kill's desire to lead, yeah. leave, excuse me, as that extra kick in the ass right. to, to have all their details buttoned up. And that was the flag that they waved all year long to get those receivers to perform. Tyree Kill didn't want to be here. We need to go to show that we can get it done without him. But they won a Super Bowl. It's like, okay, we proved we don't need him. And I think they've lost that extra little bit of saltiness that came last year from Tyree Kill wanting out and all the stuff he said about Mahomes. Mahomes acts like he doesn't hear it. I guarantee you. Of course he, he does. He hears it. I guarantee you. He's driven by it. But this year, it's not having the same effect. They didn't miss him last year. They do miss him this year. They clearly miss him this year. And the offensive coordinator change, I've had people all year long, readers, viewers, blame Matt Nagy. Blame Matt Nagy. And, you know, when they show the sideline, it's not Andy Reid holding up the card. No, it's Matt Nagy. It's Matt Nagy holding right. up the card. I know, Mike. And, and, but, and, you but, know. but yeah. I doubt I doubt, I doubt that, that card that he had last night, and we get a better and better look at them, it seems, all the time now. I doubt that there were plays on there, throw to receiver and receiver drops it. <laughs> I doubt right. that that was it's, on It's hard to get mad at him last night. You know, th- that was more the players self-inflicted. I think it's fair to question the Biennami to Nagy transition. I do. Especially like you, like you talked about last year, there was no Tyreek. There was Biennami. They were surgical. They moved the ball kind of the whole year. There was never nearly as many stale moments in their offense and their game. This year there is. You know, there's a difference in maybe adjusting, game plan adjusting in the second half. I mean, come on. Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs are scoring five points on the year, average, in the second half. Is that right? Is it five? Did I say that right? It sounds weird. 5.3. I think it's 5.3. The greatest quarterback in football, okay? The greatest quarterback in football, the greatest player we have in our sport, one of the greatest of all time. The offense is averaging five points a game in the second half of a football game. It's not because of Patrick Mahomes. He's not perfect. I know that. And we saw he made a mistake or two last night. But, damn, he's as close as you're going to get to perfect in the NFL at the quarterback position. So that just tells you there's issues there within that offense. And, yeah, something's got to be done about it. But, you know, they literally dropped the ball and the opportunities to control that game last night and have all the pressure on the Eagles late in the football game to where they're coming from behind. They're reeling.
but instead they didn't make the plays. And like you said to start the show, the Eagles, their resiliency, they're just every time we need it, or we need a drive, we need a stop, that's where they're unbelievable. And really, last year in the Super Bowls, the only time I didn't see them come through in that type of situation. It's kind of why I picked them last night. Or just, you know, not saying that I was the right pick because Kansas City outplayed them for the most of the night, but they, they do seem to you know, stay the course a little more consistently than the Kansas City Chiefs. And, you know, we saw that again last night. You know, you're someone who likes to complain from time to time about the fact that a team or a player or whoever has a horseshoe up his ass and a rabbit up his ass. You had it Sunday night when the Vikings (laughs) outplayed the Broncos. And Monday night when the Chiefs outplayed the Eagles. That's right. But the team that got outplayed won each of those games. The... I the was other thing that's surprising about this, Chris. Yeah. yeah. Here's what's surprising about it. They had 15 days to get ready for this. Right. They had two weeks to self-scout thyself. They had time to rectify whatever it is that's been going wrong. And don't you think that would have been, I don't know, it should have been item number one on Andy Reid's agenda for the bye week. We have to figure out why we aren't scoring more points in the second half. And we've got to fix it. We're not going to relax. We're not going to take a break. We're not going to go to Argentina. And I didn't say anything about Travis Kelsey going to Argentina because it's your bye week. Take a vacation. Yeah. But if you're going to do that, if you're going to go to Argentina during your bye week in season, Argentina, not Amarillo, Argentina, <laughs> you better deliver when you get back. Yeah. You better deliver when you get back. And, that, and that's why I didn't give him a hard time because Travis Kelsey delivers. And it's their bye week. Yep. They have time off. They can go wherever they want. But but we know the toll that travel takes. I don't care if you're flying in a private jet. If Taylor Swift's jet comes and picks you up at your front door and flies you to Argentina, you're still in a plane to Argentina and in a plane back from Argentina. And you're doing things in Argentina, going to this concert, however many you went to. As long as you deliver, I'm fine with it. But when you have the fumble in the red zone, when you have the drop, that's not Travis Kelsey. You got to deliver when you come back. And, you know, I know it's human nature to like being the center of attention, to like having your post-football career set up even better than ever. He wants to be an actor. He wants to be a celebrity. And that's great. He's got the great personality. He's got the chops to do it. But you got to finish the career you have right. And you can't let this overlap distract you. Right. So you're fumbling the ball and dropping the ball. Well, well, you know, shit happens. It wasn't distraction. But you're giving the critics meat for the argument that it is when you go to Argentina and you're living this life and you're the topic of conversation everywhere. If you don't deliver, the haters are going to be all over you. There was a moment last night where he and Hassan Reddick were jawing at each other. Yeah. And my son and I were trying to well, guess. He had the holding what, penalty on a big Reddick run, saying, too, to add to yeah, the mistakes. If you, it, that's why that's jaw, jawing started. Is it as simple as just calling him Mr. Swift? Is that all he's doing? Like, you're the fodder for so much chatter from the opponent. And you got to be able to perform through it. That's the thing. You take away the fumble, you take away the drop, and we're not having this conversation. But when Travis Kelsey doesn't live up to the standard he's set throughout his career, and you throw all this other stuff in there, that's where the haters are going to have the ammunition to say you're spreading yourself too thin, you're not focused on your gig, you're thinking about your post-football life before you've concluded the final chapter of your football life and is manifesting itself in these lapses in focus in key moments in big games. Yeah, uh, uh, I, I hear all your points. 
You know, I think it's totally fair to bring it up. I do. You know, uh, I'm with you in the fact, and, and we've heard players and people talk about this all time, all the time. You know, greats get lost a little every now and then within their fame, right? And they got to get settled back and go, wait, wait, I'm famous because I was great at this, and I don't have that long to do this. So let me just finish out my greatness in that area. And that's where I think you're saying we don't want him to lose track of what got him to dating Taylor Swift in the first place was the fact that he was the man on the field at the tight end. He's still the man, but that was not his best night. And yeah, the Hassan Reddick jawing started with another Travis McKelsey mistake when he held on a big run by Isaiah Pacheco up the right sideline. You know, and then, yeah, I'm sure it's Mr. Swift or, hey, concert boy or whatever. I'm sure it's, it's all of that. But he's capable of that. He's been called worse on the field before. You know, that shouldn't fluster him too much. I think what he was flustered was by his own mistakes and the fact that he did not play his A game. And, Mike, to your – But here's what – but, Chris, Chris, let yeah. me say this. Yeah. When you make those mistakes, in an ordinary circumstance, it's just you made a no, mistake. No, it opens up Pandora's box. when you box. have put your hand – Yeah. When you put your hand into that flame and you know – and you're processing that along with everything else. People are going to think this is because I went to Argentina. You're, it's, this is human reaction. That's where it, it, it snowballs. And maybe the fumble got him in his head a little bit, and then that led to the drop. Now, Patrick Mahomes, to his credit, kept going back to him, and, and he made the catches. But still, we're talking about it today because the theme of the night was drops, and he had one of them, and he had the fumble, and it just it felt like he was off last night. Yeah, I, I don't disagree with that. It did feel like he was off. It felt like everybody on their offense was off other than Mahomes and the running game and the O-line. Like, right? I mean, that, that's what it felt like, right? And, you know, you brought up it was the bye week. It's surprising. Matt Nagy, Andy Reid. Right? This is one where I, I said here, I'm not going to blame Matt Nagy or Andy Reid on this one. You know, I think they, there is some silver linings to this and what they did in the game yesterday. Again, what we're talking about here, they should have scored more points in totality. They should have scored more points in the second half. There's nobody to blame. It's not Matt Nagy or Andy Reid. The players F this one up. It is on them. A hundred percent. You know, we can go back through, you know, the montage of drops, guys, if you want to show that one more time. But, you know, the silver lining, guys were open, right? It's a great Eagles pass rush. Mahomes had time. You know, there was some game plan plays that were very good. They out physicaled the Philadelphia Eagles. I mean, nobody has done that in the last two years. Nobody. Nobody out physicals the Philadelphia Eagles. They are the biggest, baddest bullies on the planet right now. They uh, they ran except, down their except except yeah. except when they do their their play. Except when they do their thing. Well, nobody yeah. can out physical them when they do the push play. No, no, you're right. Nobody out does it there. But the, the, but you know the, the first and second down runs, all the plays there. Of course, you're talking about the open receivers, the Mahomes interception, the third down drops, right? All of that. You know, I, I think the coaching staff did their job in the fact of, hey, we're going to give you guys some more opportunities, some more advantages, some different looks on offense to make things go. Mike, I texted you, I think, at one point in the second quarter, right? I said, the Chiefs, the run game stuff, there were some different run schemes they had last night that I was like, ooh, I don't see the Chiefs do that too often. That was a new little wrinkle for them. 
So they did have a few curveballs there, and there is some things to be positive about. It's just shocking in the big moments. The Chiefs are usually the team in the big moments they be go, hey, they've been floundering or they're not playing great, but it's a big moment. Here come the Chiefs. They answer the bell. And I think what's odd is two of their three losses this year, Detroit and this, Sunday night game or Thursday night opener, Monday night last night, big spotlight, and they kind of melted under the pressure. And that's where I think it's a little rare and shocking to, to see that happen. But for the few minutes at the top of the show where we talked about dogs not knowing how to jump back into bed, we've spent the bulk (laughs) of this segment talking about Chiefs players not knowing how to catch the football. Here's quarterback Patrick Mahomes from after last night's loss discussing the drops that his receivers made over and over again. That's just who I am. I'm going to fire it uh, to the guy who's open. Um, and uh, they're, usually they make, they're, they're going to make the plays. I mean, it's, it happens. I mean, I threw an interception in the red zone on a, if I just flattened Jay Watt off. Um, so uh, it wasn't, that, wasn't, that didn't just lose the game. I mean, there was a lot of stuff that happened throughout the game, and so uh, you just got to keep firing. I think offensively we're just not where I would want to be at, at this point in the season, um, <clears throat> and, that, and that's everybody. Um, uh, starts with me. Uh, I got to get the make better throws at certain times. Um, we have to continue to move the ball down the field and just be more consistent uh, thoroughly throughout the game. Yeah, I mean, I have no regret. I mean, they triple team Travis, so I went to the guy that was that one downfield and Marquez won. Um, we just didn't didn't come away with the ball. I mean, I could probably throw a little bit shorter. He was that open. So, uh, yeah, you just got to continue to to try to get better and better. Um, defense is keeping us in games, and if we can find a way to just get a little bit better as an offense, we're going to win a lot of these games. Yeah, they brought a cover zero on the one to MVS, and um, he won, but it was kind of running towards the sideline, so I tried to put some air on it to let him turn around and catch it. Obviously, with the slick field, it didn't work out. Um, and then the one to Watson, um, if I, think, I think if I stretch my drop a little bit um, and put some air on the football, we can get it. I mean, he, he beat a great corner, um, but those are the little things in the, in the second half that you have to be better at, um, and you can't miss those shots. It just gives you an idea of why He's such a great leader. That's right. He's not going to call anybody out. No, he calls himself there. out. He's going to take blame yeah. for himself. He right. threw that interception in the first half that would have been forgotten, frankly. That's forgotten because that happened during the point in the game when they were manhandling the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. But, yeah, it would have been worse if he doesn't throw that interception in the end zone. He points that out. It's on him. He can't have the authority necessary to do what he's going to do when it's time to get together in the meeting room and call guys out or get just the players together, the receivers together, and talk to them about it. I don't know what you can say, though. What can you – because they know they're dropping the ball. There's nothing Patrick Mahomes can say to them that's going to get them to not drop the ball. I mean, what do they have to do? Go to the jugs machine yeah. and have a 1,000 balls yeah. that they catch? I mean, what? how do you fix this at this point in the season, Chris? No, I, that, that, that's, it, it is. It's just there, there's no, like, magic trick here. There's no magic pill that's going to make it go away. It is. It's going to be maybe a little bit more of an emphasis from the receiver's during, you know, pre-practice, let me go make sure I catch a few more balls in Mahomes as he warms up, right? Let me make sure I, you know, in between periods and the defense is going and Mahomes is on the sideline, maybe going through some drills with the quarterback coach or they're taught, let me go make sure I catch a few more balls from him. 
Let me get back to the jugs machine and catch an extra 150, 200 balls after practice. Yeah, they got to kind of work that stigma out of their brain to the point that they go, wait, I've, I've done the work. I've done all these things. Okay, I'm back. Here we go. They got to kind of rebuild their confidence in that department to a degree. That's where it's going to have to go. But, yeah, it's, it's, you know, it's why I love Mahomes. He always holds himself accountable to what you're saying. I mean, he's talking, you know, even on the Valdez-Scantling throw down the middle, right? I mean, it was borderline perfect, but, oh, I could have maybe thrown it a little shorter to help him out. I mean, he, he analyzes everything. He played great last night, other than that, that interception down there in the red zone. Uh, the team let him down. The receivers let him down. And I think that's what was shocking about it. But, you know, to, to his point, he's going to keep firing. And, you know, to what we were saying a minute ago, I do think there's some positives about their offense attack and what they did last night. They are going to be able to go away and go, wait, you know, we lost the game. Yes. The Eagles are really damn good. Yes. Uh, they're one of the best defenses in football. And we kind of moved the ball you know, at a pretty good pace the whole night. We outgained the Eagles by more than 100 yards, right? So there's going to be things where if they do have to play them in the Super Bowl again, they're going to look at it and go, we can beat them. We just got to tighten up our ship a little bit. Uh, So we'll see where it goes from here and where the Chiefs go and where the the Eagles go. Two great teams, a lot of fun to watch last night, and we didn't even get to the Eagles yet and some of the things they've done. We will, we will, we will. We we wanted to... We wanted to focus on what's wrong with the uh, the current kings of the mountain is the the team that tried to climb the top of the mountain last year knocked them off a little bit for now, and we'll see you know if they, maybe they get together again in the Super Bowl. Who knows? But let me say this before we pivot for yeah. two points. Yeah. One, the schedule coming up for the Chiefs right. has a couple of wins. They can get their footing back. They go to Las Vegas. They go to Lambeau Field Sunday Night Football Week 13 on NBC and Peacock, and they should be able to win the next two. Now, hey, the Raiders have been different with Antonio Pierce. They won two, and then they they gave the Dolphins more fight than we thought they were going to give them. So that may not be a gimme on Sunday, three uh, four twenty five p.m. Eastern, and then uh, the Sunday night game in Green Bay the following week. But then it's the Bills at the Patriots at the Raiders again. The Bengals week seventeen that game all of a sudden is very different than it was without Joe Burrow, and then they finish up at the Chargers. They should win. Yeah. They're going to be favored in every one of these games. They could run the table. They settle down against the Raiders, and they could start down a path to run the table. The toughest game on the schedule left is the Bills, December 10, 425 p.m. Eastern kickoff. That's the toughest one left now that Joe Burrow's injured. And I know the Chargers aren't going to be be an easy out, but it's the last game of the season – who knows what's going to happen with Brandon Staley? Who knows if he makes it to the end of the season? But I, I just feel like I look at that schedule. The only one that gives me concern is the Bills coming to town in three weeks. Yeah, no, uh, uh, agreed. Uh, you look at the schedule, like you said, I think it's fair to say that they're better than everybody left on the schedule. I know you got to play the games. Hey, they learned the hard way. They had a, they lost to the Denver Broncos a few weeks ago, who are you know five and five and playing good. So yeah, they got to go out there and still be clean and you know play the game the right way. But they, we certainly could be sitting here seven weeks from now going, "Damn, the Chiefs are fourteen and three, right?" I, I don't think that would be crazy to say. Uh, so everything's still available for what they want. They got to keep cracking away. You know, we talked about there is some silver linings on what they did on the offensive side of the ball, and what they did on the defensive side of the ball was also equally phenomenal, right? I know the Eagles made some big plays or whatever, and, and of course the three touchdown drives were the only three drives. They moved the ball a lick the whole night. 
I mean, if they didn't go on a touchdown drive, it was literally three and out. They were smothered. The Chiefs' D, the physicality, Spagnola, all the things they do on that end, you know, as far as the blitzes, the creativity, you know, they do things that you, know, you heard me say dating back to the last year's Super Bowl where I go, I, I can't believe they're calling this defense on first down or second down. But they, they bring the fight and put the pressure on the opposing offense. They have taken the stance of, we're not going to let all these crazy offenses just tee off on us. We're going to set the tempo. We're going to be the aggressor. We're going to think outside the box. I love watching them play. They were great last night. They really were. Uh, you know, few little mess-ups, and, of course, they were playing a really damn good offense in that, in that Philadelphia Eagles offense. Last observation before we pivot, and I don't want to make this bash Travis Kelsey because I love Travis Kelsey. He's been one of the great tight ends of all time. He's been a great guy. But but this is more about praising Patrick Mahomes because we look at how Kelsey has hit this fame trajectory and become bigger than the game. And is it a distraction? And is he changing? Is he Johnny Big Time now, hosted Saturday Night Live, all that stuff, trying to turn the page onto a post-football career where he's in action movies or whatever it is he wants to do? I don't know what he wants to do. He wants to be a star and make a shitload of money. I think that's the, the job description that he's looking to, to have next to his name. Be a star and make a ton of money. The credit for Patrick Mahomes. And we saw it in the way that he explained last night. The guy has never, ever, ever changed. He's the biggest star in football. He's the Taylor Swift of football. He's the guy who is the worldwide football phenomenon. He's the best player in the sport, has been, still is, and will be. And that kid has never changed. And I think at this point, with all the temptation you have, all the trappings of your fame and your fortune, if you haven't changed by now, Chris, I don't think you're going to. And that's a testament to him. I've been saying that for years. He's never changed. He's still the same guy he always was, despite everything that has happened to change his life. Yeah, I, I, I agree with that. I mean, that's, that's the remarkable thing about him. He's a, he's a sportsman, right? He's a guy's guy. He wants to play ball. He wants to go home. And if he's got the day off the next day, he wants to watch some sports and drink a beer, right? And everybody can relate to that, mostly in America, Right. And he's just got this way about him of, yeah, he's serious and mature and does all the things right way professionally, but has a, you know, enjoyment like of a kid still, you know, as far as his way of life, the way he loves the game. And that's great. And listen, I don't think Travis Kelsey's changed. I'm not ready to go there yet. You know, I think he likes a girl. You know, maybe loves, I'll throw the word out there. Either way, he's very smitten by her, and that's led him to live a little bit of a different life because he's got a, he wants to meet up with her. He likes her. You know, I don't think he's changed. He's always kind of been big-time, cool, fashion, this is who he is. I just think there's a little more of a spotlight on him now because he's dating the most famous woman in the whole world. I, I think. But I think it's everything. This was. But all I hope it's not going that before. way. To your point, I hope it's not going know, to change. But right? but it was. Yeah. But but look, and again, I don't want to bash him here. But it was happening before. There were the articles in Vanity Fair or GQ or wherever where he talked about his aspirations, and it's clear he wants to be in that world. And you don't date a Travis or a, a Taylor Swift unless you're in that world. This isn't somebody you met at the grocery store for crying out loud. You're you're, you're in a you're in a 
upper stratosphere. That's what I mean, though. He was in that world already. That's what I'm. That's all I was well, saying. I know. Yeah, I, I know. But he's. But but since the second Super Bowl, it feels like a concerted effort to inject him into that world, delay the foundation for whatever he's going to do post football. There's just a. It's not. It wasn't just boy meets girl walking down the street. There's an element of I'm in this world now, so that's that's the pool from which I'm going to find the person I might spontaneously fall in love with. This is who I'm looking at now. This is the cut, right? Not not just whoever, but somebody from, you know, the upper echelon of stars. It's just it look, and that's what he's trying to part and I'm not I don't fault the guy. I'm a capitalist. He knows he's not going to play forever. He's trying to parlay his fame into this. But the point is, if you aren't taking care of what brought you here, you, it's fine to have greater aspirations. I got no problem with that. But if you aren't taking care of what got you here and you're trying to pursue these bigger aspirations, it just makes it a little more obvious when you're fumbling the ball, when you're dropping the ball and everyone's watching, you want that attention. That's great. But you can't have that attention on your own terms. I say that all the time. Hey, everybody look at me. What the hell are you looking at? Yeah. They're looking at you even more than ever. And that puts even more pressure on you to deliver. And you got to be able to deliver. And he'll come back and have eight catches for 143 yards and two touchdowns against the Raiders. And it'll be forgotten. And then Sunday night football, when he gets his next big moment, he'll have another big game. I mean, but he's going to it's going it's something he's got to deal with now cuz last night he was part of the reason why the Chiefs lost that game, picked up their third loss of the year and now, you know, I mean, the when they lost at home to the Lions, couldn't blame him, he didn't play. This one he played in. This one he should have been and could have been the difference in. He had the opportunities. All right, let's take a break. When we return. We'll flip it around. We'll be po- it's, it's time to be positive. We were negative for 40 minutes. We're going to be positive about the team that that went in and won the Super Bowl rematch in a tough spot. The Eagles get it done. We'll discuss that next year on PM. Dive into the start of summer at Whole Foods Market. Check out their summer splash event with sales on fresh organic produce, organic strawberries, and a fan favorite sale on Ben and Jerry's and Talenti. Explore deals on grill-friendly meats like organic air-chilled chicken breast, beef and chicken kebabs, all with no antibiotics ever from our meat department. Plus, grab easy sides from prepared foods and cool off with refreshing drinks. Kick off your summer and shop in store or online at Whole Foods Market today. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.